Welcome to Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where three Australians talk about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, episode by episode. I'm Chris. I'm Mabel. And I'm Megan. And today we are discussing season four, episode 12, A New Man. I, I've i got a question. Okay. Can it, can it stay this good forever? <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> this is like... They've been on a tear. Been, this season oh has been God. incredible. Like, how how can surely we can't keep this quality up? You know, <laughs> I know. And this is and this is everyone's least favorite season, right? Like season four gets I, so much hate. I will say, by the end of the episode, I wrote my last note that I wrote while yeah. when I watched this was, I think I've decided that Walsh is the reason I hate season four. Oh, she's such a fucking douchebag. Big, big. Like as if she's wow. just. But it's like I can't stand every time she's on screen. Literally, yeah. love this episode. And she's, she's barely been in for when Walsh so was on far. screen. And that's and that's the thing, right? Like she is just annoying. And any moment that has Walsh in it annoys me. I and I'm not suggesting that Walsh becomes like some major character or anything, but I just mean that like well, any time she's on screen and will continue to be like she's obviously on screen sometimes, she just fucking annoys me. And I, it's so funny because you guys are talking about how great this episode was. I got to the end and I was like, I remember loving this more. And I think it's because Walsh annoyed me the whole time every time she was on oh, on screen. Really? I yeah. think she's worse to watch when you know her. <laughs> Yeah, all right. Because oh. I think no, I mean not in any major way. Like you know, like seeing seeing the show before just colors things, right? And we talked about this already with like you know, like how we reacted no, to like Cordy I, or Anya I'd like to refute that. She was a condescending bitch. This episode. okay? I completely agree that whether you know her or not, she was a condescending bitch in this episode. But I think she's worse when you know her. All right. Why? Mm-hmm. Why are we afraid of? Women in positions of power, guys. What's what's up? Can we explore this? Come on. She um. deliberately baited Giles. She talked down oh, to her, Buffy. Yeah, she talked down to Riley. She's an asshole. My takeaway from that scene was just wondering if this is how old people flirt. Because that's all I got from that scene. What? That's sexual attention, baby. No. That's all I was getting. That's all I was getting. Oh, wow. Oh, yes. Look, we'll okay. get there. We'll get but there. But back to the positive. I love okay. this episode. This episode is amazing, and I was so excited you just, that we were doing this episode. Yeah. Some writer was in the shower, just had a thought, oh my god, what if Giles was a demon? I, and well, just walked in the next day. I've got I it, guys. I think especially, like, even, like, la- last episode we were talking about how, you know, the, the, like, this episode coming up is also a filler episode. And I think, like, especially for a, like a fillerish episode, mm. it's like this really is season good. this is season four's go fish, you know, and it's a job. really good filler episode because it does all the things a filler episode's are good do, right? Like you've kind of got this tangent story, self-contained plot, but it progresses something else bigger in the background as well, and it yeah. doesn't feel disconnected, and it's all <laughs> very interesting and engaging. Yeah. I don't know if I'd even call it filler, to be honest. It did, it did feel like stuff sort of happened. I mean, the whole Giles thing, I mean, though. but that's the thing, Chris, right? Like, I think a good filler episode yeah. has your season thread as its B story. Mm. Yeah, That's okay. what a good that's filler a, episode should be doing. I suppose we are at the same point we were at the start of the episode, but I feel like things have moved as well. Well, yeah, exactly. Like, and that's what makes it a good things. filler episode, I think, we've is that it progressed things, things but... Nothing happened at the same time, mm. but things progressed. Was a demon, and you felt and good he the whole time. 
Yeah, I did feel good the whole time. Okay, <laughs> so good. Time. It's so good. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay, I, let's get I into it. I still like Seriously. Walsh, even. Like, I don't know where oh, wow. you're from. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. I, can, I literally couldn't stand Walsh in this episode. Anyway. <laughs> Um, just start us off. I don't know why, and I do it every single time we watch this. I watch this episode, but I legit <laughs> think Willow is in that bed when they start when they're like making out like fucking what? crazy people in the bed, and I'm just like, guys, Willow's right there. And then I realize that Willow's not there every single time I watch this episode. I think that I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. No. Yeah. No, no. I'm, I was done on that thought completely. No, I'm done. Okay. So, yes. All so right. Well, thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, ChrisCeremonies.com. This was a great episode. Great episode. Yeah, loved it. Okay, bye. Um, so, Willow, in fact, wasn't there because instead she comes into the room and tells Buffy that there's some kind of demon in the library. Um, is is Riley wearing a turtleneck? Oh. Is Riley wearing a turtleneck? Is, he, is Riley wearing a turtleneck? Well, oh. he arrives at the party in a turtleneck. Yeah. My passion for him has significantly diminished. <laughs> oh, come on. Oh, stop. That turtleneck was not good. I love a skivvy. He's got he's to cover up his hickeys. What are you no, talking about? Okay, wait, wait. But this is what I would... So was he already wearing the turtleneck uh-huh. when they were yes, making he was. out? Yes, he was wearing the turtleneck oh, when they were making out. That oh, actually... Shit. That makes me feel better because... Because the way I watched it, I clearly didn't notice it when they were making out. And so then when he pops in at the party in the side door, I thought he'd like split off from Buffy to change into his commando gear to go see where the danger was. And I was like, I was like, is a skivvy really necessary? Like, what can you do in a skivvy that you can't do without a skivvy? So this at least clears that up. You guys have let Buffy get away with fashion crimes. (laughs) You're not letting my man Riley get away with one skivvy once. It'll be cold. Um, what? What do you think about Willow's <laughs> surprise party? Why point? do they keep throwing surprise parties for Buffy? Why? Those I know, her last excuses. surprise party was so sad. Like, like it was just, so I don't know why. I don't know why they keep doing it. It's terrible. And, like, her way of getting her there. I like, know, that's what I'm, like, and she was in the middle of making out with Riley. And even, like, Riley had no idea. So, again, he's going in yeah. and almost like, about to, like, going too. he's going to reveal his secret identity to everybody by accident <clears throat> because of Willow's lie, yeah, you know? I know. Terrible. That was terrible. It was terribly done on Willow's part. Unnecessary. Totally yeah. unnecessary. Um, how cute is it? How excited Buffy is to introduce Riley to Giles, though. Oh, my God. Love more Dad Giles. It's Love so more Dad good. Giles. Give me all the Dad Giles. Can't get enough. We, look, Absent I think we needed some Giles figure, in general. Ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we did was, need a Giles episode for sure. We were due. We were due for some Giles time. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Even if it was well, Giles it. dressed as a fiaral dra- demon. <laughs> 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 oh, it's so good. It's he, so good. He dropped the line the in this scene. Like, Sorry? just quickly, can we just talk about how fucking good the makeup is? Even it's pretty good. in HD, this demon holds up. Yeah. Nice. There's a couple scenes where you could see like the the forehead was like coming apart from oh, the really? thing a little oh, bit. I did. I missed there was like a little like lump, but whatever. You oh, know, not it's on probably DVD. after a long day. Not, not on DVD. DVD. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon you could see it if you look. Uh, anyway. Yeah. 
But Giles drops a line in this opening party scene. Mm. He's like, this is like an activity room we had back at the public school. Is that like a, a joke that this is the room, the same room they use? They've just like painted it up differently. No, I think... You know what I mean? No, I think he means like as in like they were making him sound very British. Oh, wait, As in what? like back in his day when... Oh, his did. public school. Yeah, I think so. I don't think they meant... Oh, I thought it was like school. a, hey, this set looks like the no, high no. school, doesn't it? Ugh, we use the same sets. but you caught us. Is public huh. school British for something? Like, is I it- don't know. I, I mean, I didn't really... I, to be honest with you, I didn't catch that line. Yeah, I was a bit confused. Like, I was like, I wasn't sure why he was saying public school. Yeah, and, and not like like is that like a a boarding school or something? I don't know. Public school. I, I mean, it's just like what we have as public schools. I know, but, but like I don't normally like... talk about that. But Sunnydale was a public, public school, right? I mean, could you be talking about Sunnydale? Yeah, yeah. I, Am I out of my mind? No, I but mean, he was talking maybe. about when he was in public. He definitely was, he? was referring to his own school in time. It, I assumed he was referring to back in his day. And, like, because okay. it was and, all about yeah. him feeling really old and out of place and... And talking <laughs> about his, like, dartboard shenanigans and boring Anya. Like, it was it was all about yeah, his school. Okay, yeah, it was okay. definitely his school. Yeah. Um, but right. also, kudos to Giles for calling out the fact that he wouldn't have gone with the surprise party option. So yeah, I know. Giles. It's like like Buffy has enough surprises that are always not good, and specifically yes. surprise birthday party previous trauma. Like just, literally her last yeah, birthday. Seriously, there's no disregard for her previous traumas. Honestly, like <sighs> terrible, 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 terrible. Anyway, um, also just generally poor Giles in this scene. This is just so bad. I mean, I know it's I meant know. to be, but oof. Like when Buffy comes back and is all like, oh, Professor Watch is the smartest person I've ever met. I oh, know. She's so old. She was, wouldn't want to hang out rough. with us. That was rough. That was really rough. I, and maybe this is just me, but I think this is another one of those things where in shows they slightly change a character to make the episode work. And I just, I like to think Buffy wouldn't have been gushing about Professor Walsh if the writers didn't want her to. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if she has that much Walsh love. Like, I know she, like, respects her as a professor. Like, I don't know if she would have been... No, she's going through something, though. She is. Because she's kind of, like, like, learning about this initiative stuff. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Nah, I don't like it. I don't like it either. I I I don't know. I think the voice... She's always kind of respected Walsh. And, like, yeah, really but to like go to Giles how she's the smartest person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But remember, to. she like like singled Buffy out and said she'd done really smart work and like made her like take a class. And so she's like made Buffy feel academically proud as yeah. well as now knowing about all of this other stuff. So you can really see how suddenly Buffy's just having this real like Walsh heart on. Maybe it is hmm. just because I don't like Walsh. Yeah. Well, yeah. Where is this coming from, guys? This is this is surprising. I thought I think you guys have been cool on Walsh this whole time. It's really started something. All right. Yeah. No. It's been. It's been. It's this episode was so hard to watch. I couldn't. I oh, really and the whole thing where she's talking about how like Walsh is like forty, so it wouldn't belong at this party, and then Giles is just and there. It's like, Giles like, is clearly forty, and just like oh god, rude. just think about him that way. You know, yeah, it's, it's know. look. It's a shame. Yeah. I do think it's heard. almost sweet. Like I think from Giles's perspective, it was a slap in the face, but it's almost like he's so close to Buffy that she doesn't even include him in that. Like, I think when she was talking about how Walsh is, like, the smartest person she's ever spoken to, she's, like, except for Giles. I feel like in her head, Giles is in, like, a separate category because he's just, like, 
his own separate kind of smart. And she's not, she, she, like, I don't think she even thinks well she's smarter than Giles. And I don't think she even mm. thinks that Giles doesn't have better things to do because, of course, she wants Giles at her party and would never even think of him having better things to do. Yeah. Guys, I was so excited to get started on this episode. I forgot to do the thing where I, like, say who it's written by. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. We were so excited. I know, okay, I was just so pumped. I was just like, let's get going. But no, a little rewind. This, is, this is important because it was written by Jane Espenson, who deserves a mm. shout out. Yeah. It's good on Jane. Directed by Michael Gershman, who we've definitely had before. And then the synopsis is, just for anyone who's confused about what the fuck we're talking about right now. <laughs> synopsis, another Buffy birthday debacle. Buffy and Riley explore the extent of each other's powers as they become more romantically entwined. That was like one three-second scene. Uh, feeling left out these days, Giles turns to his old buddy Ethan Rain for camaraderie, but Giles must rely on an unlikely source when he's transformed into a demon and mistakenly hunted down by an unknowing Buffy. Spoiler alert, synopsis. Kind of, but even it's even inaccurate with spoilers in it. You know, I just do they really? I don't know. I don't know about that. Yeah. Anyway, missed Mm. the mark. Missed the mark. Um, and the reason I thought of this is because I just want you guys to know that, like, at least thirty to forty percent of my notes are just quotes. There's a lot of good (laughs) quotes here. There's a lot of good quotes here. It was such a good episode. And I'm not yeah. going to say this first quote because I think it's going to be my quote of this, of the episode. But just mm. know just know that it's a spy quote. Oh. <laughs> okay. Oh, because I'm moving on to the next scene. Spike's okay. moving out. Spike's moving out. <laughs> Finally, Spike is moving out. Still yeah, not clear happened. on why he didn't do it sooner. Yeah. Yeah, or why he has to do it now. Or why he's doing it now. It doesn't I mean, make... Any sense. I appreciate that he's going to go somewhere dark and dank, but not nearly as dark and dank as Xander's basement. But appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, like, is this the thing that, like, like vampires are in between places and, like, need a place to crash? Like, don't they always just find a place to crash? I mean, yeah. I mean, but also, like, so, like, yeah, basically, initially he, like, went to them for, like, you know, help and yeah. to be sheltered. Why did they keep him? And then, yeah, A, why did they keep him? B, okay, so maybe because he interacted with Riley last episode and he realised Riley didn't recognise him, so he's like, okay, well, maybe they don't recognise me, so maybe it's safe for me to leave. But none of this has been explained. This is just me Mm. making an assumption as to why he now feels like he can leave. If they're putting chips in all of the demons' heads that they capture... Would it not be kind of easy to just, like, chuck in a tracking a device at the same time? 100% Mabel. Like, don't you want to track them? 100%. No idea why they didn't Maybe it. they hadn't finished that part of the Spike's process. They were holding on to him. Maybe they're like, okay, we've put in the first chip, so he's safe. Uh-huh. Now we need to, we'll put in the tracking device up his bum hole very soon. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Next scene. <laughs> Yeah, because just spoiler alert, but I think there is a, a, an episode coming up where somebody gets shot with a dart that is also a locator, like a geolocator. Ooh. And it's like, if they have the technology to just like dart somebody and geolocate them, why wouldn't they have just put that in him when he was lying unconscious? When they put something in his brain and performed surgery on him. Seriously. There's some holes this season. Some holes. <laughs> 
That's fine. Yeah. Anya tries to give him a lamp. It's all very funny. It's all very funny. It's all very funny. Spike, I've written later, Spike and Anya are the MVPs of this episode. A hundred percent. They're so funny. Both of them. Breaths of fresh air. I love them. (laughs) I mean, not, not, not to say that the rest of the episode isn't funny, but like they just come on screen and they're so funny every time. Like Anya's funny. Spike's funny. The two of them together are funny. For a long time, I thought Spike was so special because he only shows up for an episode at a time. He's there and he's gone. He's there and he's gone. But we're really like, especially this episode, we're getting like, it's a lot of exposure to Spike. Spike. And he's yeah. still funny. even It's still in funny. Less, it still holds yeah. up. Everything about it is still just a special. You never get too yeah. much Spike. That's right. Yeah. I yeah. agree. Cool. Yeah. Um, so Buffy is having a chat with Professor Walsh and Riley. Who knew the Slayer could pun outside of slaying? Listen, Megan, you can't steal all the lines, okay? okay. You can't steal all the quotes, <laughs> all right? You've got to leave something for the rest of us. Line, though. This, one this one's like a gift that's sent around all of the time. <laughs> but but we can save it. We'll okay? save it. We'll save but it for the end. I feel like, I feel like all, everybody already knows All the real fans, all the real fans know what we're talking about right now. <laughs> <laughs> And this is where I've written um, water condescending bitch Walsh is. Because seriously, she's all like, Really? Yes, we use state of the art technology and bloody, bloody, blah. And, and you, you use your pointy poke stick. Poke them with a stick. It's so bitchy. She's such I, a fucking dude. Hey, I'm not with you. I don't know. I think it's how she talks and interacts. She's just very oh, proper. I don't know. Nah. Really? No. What? Like she doesn't know what a stake is? That's not even like a. Like, sure, slayers use it more, but that's a thing. You know, but even like, even if she does know what a steak, I mean, I, you know, I don't think she necessarily doesn't know what a steak is. But like, she has been, she just basically is just poo pooing. You know, yeah. I didn't take it that way. I thought it was more of a joke. It's more no, like a no, no. Sort of and like, then because so then she does the worst. Like she does the most annoying thing a bully can do. Really, is then play like innocent bully. afterwards. Like it's unintentional. She's like, oh, I have no doubt. Like I think I'm you're. I we have sure a lot to learn scary. from you. Yes. So then you can't even be mad at her about I it. I know she's such yeah. a. Bu- oh, she's <laughs> I'm, I can't believe <laughs> you called her a bitch so her. many times. <gasps> I really struggled. She's so annoying. Yeah, but this anyway. is what I'm afraid of, me. And like maybe it. Maybe like Chris doesn't mm. see it. So no, maybe it's no. Just a, see, I, I remember feeling this way about her. Okay. I remember this. I remember yeah. feeling. Yeah, this I do think this is there. classic. Her being a bitch. Like yeah, it's yeah. so clear because she does. Yeah, she's really yeah. Annoying. Um, wow. But then also, with all of that technology, Riley's killed like fucking 17 demons. Oh my god, it's so, so funny. Her oh pointy stick wow. is pretty fucking special, let's be honest. And so, Walsh is like proud of Riley, you know? She's like bragging on his behalf in this I conversation. Oh, God. So they cut away before Buffy can say her number. Yeah. yeah. What do you think Buffy's number is? Buffy's number is she's lost fucking count, all right? Like, like she's she too kills, yeah, like, She kills nightly. At least yeah. one. So she's, and she's been doing this and since, since she was 15. 15 and she's so now like four 19, years. So like four, 500, 600 maybe. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, she, didn't you say one a night? Yeah. So my maths isn't good. Somebody else do it. <laughs> I don't <laughs> it's, like, it's like 300 days a year. <laughs> <laughs> no, because like I think you, there's, you've got to take an Seriously, average somewhere. Maybe like 1,500? And there's a bunch of nights when talking, she's doing more like than. She's yeah. doing a bunch where she's doing more than one a night. I think there was a bunch of time when maybe yeah. between like 15 and 16 where she wasn't like. Patro- I feel like until she met Giles, she wasn't like on a strict patrol schedule, you know? Yeah. Like she was mm. still finding her feet as a little baby slayer. Let's call um, it 1,500 to 2,000. 
It's been a lot. Somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot of demons. And Riley is needing to learn the plural of apocalypse. What is the plural of apocalypse? Does anybody know? That's a good line. I like that line. Apocalypse? Sure. Sure Apocalypse? I don't know. I don't know. I'm Googling Googling it right now. I think it's like sheep. It's like sheep or moose, you know? It's a group of... It's one sheep, it's it's a group of sheep. it's going to depend on the root of the word. Yeah, I reckon it's just apocalypses. Apocalypses. Apocalypse. Apocalypses. Apocalypse. Yeah. boring. (laughs) Oh, no, no, it's it's, uh, Apocalini. (laughs) <laughs> Apocalini. Yeah. Um, uh, when we're counting, just going back to Buffy's hypothetical number, does she get the counts from Bizarro World, or is that just Cleveland Buffy's count? Hmm. Good question. But see, no, it's the same question as the did Angel actually age a hundred years when yeah. he was in the demon dimension, which we've established. Well, he, he should did have. Not. But he should have. Yeah, mm. but they've completely. <laughs> Counted those many years, many yeah, yeah. many years. Yeah. Anyway, whatever, it's fine. Um. So yeah, Riley's I'm, like amazed by Riley is suitably amazed by Buffy's kickassedness. He's not even sure he could take it. Did you know how to laugh depends, out loud? Depends on what you're talking about. <laughs> I found it lame. Don't worry. I found it lame. Okay, I was worried. I was worried for a second there. <laughs> so fucking Sarah Michelle Gellar. Um, what is Riley talking about? He just found out that Buffy saves the world. Like she's eating breakfast, has killed hundreds and hundreds of vampires. And he's like, oh, I don't know. Even me. I don't know if even I could take you, Buffy. Yeah, seriously, Even mate, me, big old strong her. Riley. Are you fucking There's serious? no way in hell you, you can take her, Riley. Can't take her, mate. It's not even, even a question. She would I mean, eat you for breakfast and spit you out. Seriously. Have you seen the shit she's come up against? You're not even in the fucking same ball game, mate. You're in. She would flick you, know, you like a lint off were, her shoulder. If you were at the tennis center the, the the you know in the australian open she's rod laver arena you're fucking court 39 mate <laughs> what a strange is the weird <laughs> you could have said like you're you know she's serena you're fucking i don't know it's the game to me there's not even a court 39 i don't know i was making it up i was making you it up you just kept talking <laughs> <laughs> the nah, she's run labor and he's like He's like the the Croxton station onto car court that got overrun and turned into a farm recently. I like that Mabel's continuing my... my yeah, like we're talking tennis courts. That's how we talk of value here. I'm in. But it comes up throughout. Like, he keeps... Like, like he can't just admit that... I mean, he does a little bit um, admit later that she's just better than him. A little bit. But he yeah, keeps but he's got a like, real ego on him here. This is going to be an issue. I think I it's going to be an issue. <laughs> I can see it simmering already in his mind that he's not stronger than her and he can't handle it because he's a big tough guy. Anyway. <sighs> yeah. I'm losing interest in Riley. <laughs> What's happening to you guys? <laughs> what happened? We're loving it. We're kicking back. We're joking around. Now we hate Riley. We hate Walsh. I feel like I missed the train. I've just I've rocked up to the platform and everyone's on the I, fucking Honestly, train. I'm really surprised that you watched this episode and didn't understand our anger at Walsh. She was such a douche. Seriously. I, mean, I get it with Riley. Something. Riley's fine. I, I mean, I just, you know, I'm playing. I'm playing on the Riley thing. But, yeah. 
Is this is this the next scene when she says all the stuff? Yes. So Giles walks in and makes oh. that hilarious labyrinth comment, which is hilarious. Where he's just like, <laughs> like, like hilariously lame. Where he's just. Like, it was you know, the Rod Laver of jokes. <laughs> <laughs> it came across real awkward. Like Ouch. it came across like Giles has heard all this stuff about Professor Walsh and is feeling like a little bit insecure, you know. So he's trying to lead with like his A material yes. and his. He's not he's getting stumbling. his A material. <laughs> he's stumbling at the And at I the feel so line. bad for him. Like really, yeah. the miniature, like but, that's... but also she knows she's sticking the knife in. Like she can oh, see. She yeah. has this instant you can see there's this moment. And she plays it really well, the actress. It, it's um, so clear also that she's like just digging at Giles. Because the whole commentary yeah. about how Buffy's clearly missing a strong male father figure in her yeah. life or something. Yeah. Like, she says that to get under his skin. You see Well, it's just about him. Because I don't yeah. think you could really say that about Buffy. I mean, like we, like, we know. But I don't think Buffy, like, exhibits symptoms of missing a significant male role model in her life. Mm. Well, so it's I mean. Just, looks, I, I, she was for a bit there. I'm not a I'm not a doctor of psychology here, guys. I'm, I'm not the like I'm not a psychology lecturer. In like her day to day life, you think she's exhibiting those symptoms? I don't know, uh, but I mean, more importantly, Giles <laughs> yeah. is there and has been yeah. a male, male. Well, yeah, so it's about Giles. Her. So it's totally just Walsh trying to get under his skin, and you can see it. You can literally see the moment in her head where she's like, "I know how to hurt this guy," and I yeah. said, "What I'm going to say." She does it deliberately to hurt him. You can see it. <laughs> you can see it. I get, uh, it does, <laughs> I'm also still like... the explanation, yeah. I suppose. It's such a mean thing to say. It was I'm so feeling, mean. I'm feeling yeah. like extra bad for Giles in this situation as well because he's also like at a dis... Like, I'm, I mean, not that Walsh knows how he fits into the whole Slayer no. thing. But like <clears throat> Giles is missing... Like he doesn't a even... Like everyone knows who Walsh is. Point. And yeah. I feel bad for him because he's like going into the space and he doesn't even know who she is. And mm-hmm. everyone, like everyone's just forgotten to tell mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, big oversight not telling Giles. Yeah, it really is. Big <gasps> oversight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Even Spike knew. Poor Giles. Yeah. Oh, when he finds that out in the next scene, poor Giles. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot to say that like he had that little scene before that where he's like just dusting and randomly opens oh. a book and is like, oh, on the third of the blah blah with the blah blah blah. Maybe the worst scene of the show thus far. That was terrible. It's up there that with like the, the hyena music video. Like episode four, yes. or whatever it was, it was like so forced, like dusty dust. Oh no, this book! <laughs> I feel like even Anthony Stewart Head was really struggling with that it's scene. Like, there's, there's no other way but we can do so, this. So, how, like, how is everything connected here, right? So he, he's like dusty around his book. He's feeling like left out of the loop, and so he clearly like manifests this thing that was supposed to happen, but presumably got the details wrong or something, right? Mm. Like we're we're assuming he was wrong, and this thing in the book. wasn't gonna happen nothing ever happened with that in the rest of the episode so we just assumed that he was kind of just like reaching out because he felt like he needed to do something then he goes in the crypt and that's when this whole ethan rain thing happens why is is this all rain sitting in that crypt well yeah is this all just a big coincidence because it almost would have made like i I think do you know i I rewrote it in my head watching this episode Because I knew what was going to happen, and I rewrote some more details. I think I also merged some things with another Ethan Rain episode. But I thought he had like planted it. Like yeah. I thought he had like lured oh, Giles to sure. the crypt or something. That'd make more sense. You know? Okay, different theory. Different theory. I think that Ethan is aware of all of these things. Ethan got there first 
Mm. Basically, you know, vanquished the dude before Giles even mm. arrived, knowing that Giles would come, and then just, you know, sat in wait. But Giles almost forgot. Giles did almost forget. You know <laughs> if what? He wasn't dusty. There's got to have been a back entrance into the crypt, and it was just that Ethan has been, like, following him around. Sure. I think that's more. Ethan's like just it. been following. But th- then again, what was Ethan trying to do? I don't fuck shit up. Really he worships chaos. Fixed he worships chaos. He does. Yeah, again, but... I think I merged this with another Ethan Rain episode where he had like yes. a motive. But like let's let's again talk about the fact that so he worships chaos, mm. right? Mm. And yet and and he tells Giles this story about 314 and the initiative, ostensibly to like just kind of gain his trust a little bit so that he can then perform this spell which it didn't seem like he even needed to be near Giles in order for this spell to take place really by the sounds of it or maybe he had to get Giles to drink some kind of potion so maybe he did slip something into his drink yeah I so he told him about the initiative and this 314 thing to get him to trust him but in that moment Giles isn't going to be doing any fact checking so he could have literally told him anything, but it seems that he's told him something truthful. Mm. Like we get to the end of the episode and yeah. Walsh goes into room 314. So 314 exists oh, and is a real thing. I but it seems like Ethan did not. Did you miss the 314? I, well, they zoomed oh. in on 314. I'm like, what the hell are they zoomed in on 314? So that was what <laughs> Ethan was talking about. Ethan said that there's a yeah. rumor in the, in the... Oh, and don't get started. Like, first of all, oh my God. <laughs> I had so much. I had so much that it annoyed me about this episode in the end, even though I love this episode. Yeah. So, like, how are the demons even aware of 314, first of all? Like, it's behind all these It's behind security all these doors. security doors. How are other demons even aware of 314 to then be, for there to be even rumblings of 314 and the initiative? Second of all, we've already established that even with all of their technology, Riley has killed 17 demons. <laughs> Buffy has killed 1,500. Yet, for some reason, the demons are afraid of the initiative? I do because like Giles almost comments on that, right? He's like, yes. he's like, I'm so insignificant. I've been doing this all this time. But he's not. It's ridiculous. Yeah. He and Buffy are completely significant. The initiative well, is insignificant. So I'm really confused yeah. why the demons don't don't think that too. And then I, finally, yeah. just to come back to it. Sorry, and then I will stop mm. talking. But then again, Ethan. Even if he had heard all of this, mm. even if this stuff was true, why would he share that with Giles to potentially help Giles if he does? get back from being a demon, which we always knew he was going to. And, I mean, Ethan always knew he was going to. So I just don't understand why Ethan shared real facts with him when he could have told him anything. Anyway, I think I, oh, the, that last point, I do think they were kind of bonding. They were kind of just bonding there. And it was, like, sort of reminiscing on old times mm-hmm. and, like, just talking to a friend and, like, ah, what's going on with me before I poison you? Uh, actually, yeah, you know, I'm kind of hating this thing. You know, watch out for him. Like, the, the, you're a common enemy between the two of us a little bit. Whilst seeping some Is it a common enemy? Because he loves chaos, so he kind of wants to see this thing play out. Great point. Surely. Great point. <laughs> but maybe he loves chaos as long as nature is still one. balanced, you know? Like, maybe no. he likes a certain kind of chaos. <laughs> no. I'm ridiculous. Ridiculous. Like, he either likes chaos or he doesn't like chaos. Honestly. Um, I might have pulled this thread too much and now we're not even wearing a t-shirt anymore. It's just... They are not wearing a t-shirt anymore, honestly. I had so much to say on this issue. Um, but yeah, no, no, I'm with Chris in that. I do think there is some weird, warped, twisted element of a friendship that still exists between them. And so they were kind of just shooting the shit for real. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just thinking of how insignificant, like the fact that Riley has only killed 17 
yeah. vampires and demons. It was like 10 vampires and six, or 11 vampires and six demons or whatever. Yeah. I think that fact just doesn't fit. I think the initiative sh- with all of that should have made more of a dent. Well, like I think. I mean, look, he's the only one guy. There's a lot of people. Yeah. No, the way they said it was like, all. he's our star pupil. He is the one. Like, Well, that's true. They did. Yeah. yeah. The but they also one. capture them, right? Yeah. Isn't that more part of it? Yeah. yeah. They capture and kill. So it's harder to capture maybe than kill. They've probably captured. Yeah. How many have they captured? Maybe a hundred? No, 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 no. He was that was him capturing and killing, I believe. Oh, that was his total figure. That's pretty bad. Capture and kill pretty, was seventeen. Rough. Yeah. yeah, and that's probably like he's not doing it alone, right? Like that's no, got to be his like teams. team count, right? Because anyway, that's lame. <laughs> um, I do enjoy the bumbling middle-aged white guys, though. Like both of them, you know. Giles has been bumbling all episode, and then Ethan is like, oh, oh, get worried, Giles. Oh, big things are, oh, bugger. <laughs> Starting the villain monologue. And for someone to actually stuff. hear him, because he's speaking out loud. Oh, my he's God. Giles like, walking back into that crypt and being like, is there somebody in here? Is still <laughs> one of my favourite parts of this episode That's some ever. classic Buffy right there. That is a classic <laughs> Buffy moment I, where you like turn the whole thing on its I head. I literally wrote down, so Buffy. So Buffy. <laughs> yes. 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 Classic. And even at the end, they kind of bookend it because then later he's in the hotel and he's like, oh, I always stay around and gloat yes. and that's what gets me in the end. That's what gets me in the end. I wrote that down too. <laughs> Um, yeah, so then I talk about that. Okay, so quick question here. I need to ask a question. <laughs> Have I done Ethan? I don't think so. No. All right. Okay, then. Just checking. Um, I... All right, let's do it. What? <laughs> because, clearly... Is he not coming back? <gasps> oh, well... Or do Spoiler we not care? No. <gasps> no. Is this his last? Get out of town. Last. Sorry for the spoiler alert. No way. This is it. You're he joking. will come back in the comics. He comes back in the comics. You're but you'll joking. Never see him the his story is tied up and this is it. He goes and gets... But this is... So, look, I mean, let's be honest. The military are taking him in for questioning and rehabilitation. We're never yeah, seeing this guy again. We're never seeing this guy again. I am shocked. I can't believe Sorry. this. I do think... It felt like I was setting some I stuff mean, up. this is the hard thing with Name That Minor Character. Sometimes I'm I like, know. oh, should I do it? I know. And but we have to do him. We'll never see. But we have no, to do but it. that's we the thing. You're not spoiling anything because nothing happens. There's nothing to spoil. Because yeah. there's up. nothing to spoil. You <laughs> right? will never, ever see him again. There <laughs> Seriously. There's to learn about him. <laughs> But, like, you're right, because at the end, so we do hear that they take him off to some Nevada desert facility, whatever. Don't you think everyone's a little too comfortable with some random government organisation just taking citizens and, like, doing Are who knows sure what? Are sure that I haven't done him? Because I am sure that I have. What's his name? Robin Sachs. And he was in Galaxy Ooh. Quest. He played Saris in Galaxy Quest. And last time I talked about no. Galaxy Quest, you guys looked at me like, what the fuck is Galaxy Quest? And I was like, guys, no. do yourselves a no, favor. No, Galaxy Quest Galaxy is one of my favorite movies yeah, of all time. Galaxy right. Quest is okay, one of my well favorite then, movies okay, of all time. Then. So there's no okay, way that happened. Right. Well, then maybe I haven't. He plays Saris in Galaxy Quest. Guys, is it Wait, time? Are we, are we, are we doing have it? we played the intro yet? Are we doing it? Okay. Let's play in the back. Let's play in the back. Oh my god, where did that come from? I'm really sorry. Oh my. 
so Robin Sachs <sighs> plays Ethan Rain. <laughs> And I'm really Robin sorry, Chris. We're Sachs. never going to hear from Ethan Rain again. I, 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 and this is why I spent all of my most of my life wishing for the Ripper spinoff. You know, yeah. like I want to see young Ripper and Ethan Rain. Yeah, and because like, I want to see the fan, I, yeah. the I want to see the fans' fulfilled wish of of some good old action between Ripper and Ethan. I feel like those two. Wait. Got it on. I just, back I feel so robbed. You know, yeah. like I feel like this was just leading up to something. I get it. I do get it. So let's talk. Because Ethan Rain's pretty Robert good. Sachs. And I feel like he was robbed of more opportunities to play um, uh, the role of, of of Ethan Rain in Buffy. Like, absolutely robbed. Absolutely oh, robbed. Because his name is Robinson. So you want me to go I'm, through? I'm looking through his. Um, Let me. His shall I, shall I say something? Shall I say something? Please. Okay. Oh, you go. No, no, you go. Why don't you fill us in, Chris? Because I always pick the weird ones, and you all go, "What the fuck?" And <laughs> so you please tell us what's he been in. Well, before we do anything, I'm sure everyone else knows this, but me. But he's passed away. Oh, this year, in, uh, February. In 2013. <gasps> oh, no, 2013. <gasps> Again, my math can't. I was like, I saw the three, and I was like. Did you say yeah. this year? Did you look at the year So no, they didn't stay. I just assumed that maybe they met there. Interesting. Tell us what you think you know him from, Chris. Or tell us the things that you've, um, you've discovered in your research. Well, number one, and even looking at this thing, it, it, everything everything says Galaxy Quest. Uh-huh. But, call, oh, but yeah. quickly, I'm going to take over. His first <laughs> film role was as Heinrich, a young vampire, in a movie oh. called Vampire Circus 1972, which I think is a really nice little uh, little bookend. Uh, mm. I would like to watch that. I can like see him. Definitely see like, him I can see him doing yeah. Anyway, Vampire. Thought I'd just sure. throw that yeah. in there. Yeah. Very charismatic man. Very charismatic. You know, mm. like yeah. And I feel like every yeah. time he came back, he would give more and more yeah. and more. I mean, let's be honest. That dude could rock the shirt that Giles was wearing at the end, whereas yeah. Rupert Seriously. could not rock that shirt. <laughs> 
<laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Oh, he was a voice on SpongeBob yeah. SquarePants. He's, oh, in cool. like, he's done a lot of voice work. Yeah, he's got a good voice. He's got a good voice uh, for voice work. Yeah. Mass Effect is like a massive video game. Yeah. Sorry for the pun there, but um, he's played Zalid Mas- Masani. Uh, he seems to be in almost all of them. Maybe not the first one. I can't tell, but... Um, oh, he was... He's, they brought him back for this, this recent comeback in 2021, so he's still still doing work. He was also in Ocean's Eleven. I know. I'm trying to figure out what he was he in Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. Oh, and one of the Jurassic Paths, Parks. The, the third Lost one, World. Lost, Lost World. Yes, I actually remember him in that. I remember him in that. Oh, I remember him in Bloody Ocean's Eleven now. He's like one of the one of the henchmen, basically. Oh. It's sort of a suit in the casino. Very good. What an what a interesting one. Well, you just have no idea. So, you this know? is what I love about Name That Money character. You just get these random, random dudes. He did an episode of NCIS? Of course. Oh, he was in the GoldenEye video game? Oh, no, not the But, like, Goldeneye before he ever did video. Buffy, can we talk oh, about video. the fact that he was in Murder, She Wrote, Diagnosis Murder, Walker, Texas Ranger, Baywatch Nights. Like, this is the good stuff. Uh-huh. The, the, pre- not, like, the pre-Buffy stuff. That's, that's where it's at. So he, he seems, it seems like he's done a lot of work in prosthetics. Yes. He's the Silver Surfer in the Fantastic Four TV series huh. in three episodes. Of wow. I guess he's got a good face for that. Okay. Oh, and he's such a like a. Well, he's such a. Like, he's a bit of a Jim Carrey. He does. He's a bit of a Jim Carrey, where like when he's wearing prosthetics, you can really like, yep. you know, he can still emote quite well with his face. Yeah. Because like General Saras, that's a great character in Galaxy Quest. That's like the yeah. main villain. It's the main villain. It? Yeah. 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 That's a very surprising role. Yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's been in a lot. I don't know what else to say about him. He's great. I'm sorry, I feel really flat. I feel like he this also... has been really flat. He deserves more. <laughs> no, I'm also just realising that, like, the place I've been working at for just under a year, there's a guy who I work with who I couldn't quite place why he seemed kind <gasps> oh, of... He looks like Robin Sachs. <laughs> and he looks like Robin Sachs. <laughs> Amazing. Ah, yeah. And I love well, that guy. I'll tell you guy. what I'm going to be doing. And I'm also Robin Sachs. is going and rewatching. Galaxy Quest. I'm, I'm in, as an I'm homage to Robin Sachs and his last it's performance with Buffy. Yeah. Oh, it used to be one of my favourite movies. Like as a kid, I would go and re-rent it from like the video store over and over. It's really gained a cult following recently. Yeah. Too. Like, I think it's really. Yeah, I feel really? like it's, getting, oh, it's sure. had a resurgence. Yeah, yeah, it really has. Yeah, I don't like. Well, that's great because I feel like my whole life I haven't known a lot of people who could bond with me over Galaxy. Oh, there's Quest like a documentary. Then there's like. Oh yeah, yeah, it's a whole, whole, whole thing, and I fucking love Tim Allen. Tim Allen's my man. I think he's a terrible actor, but God, I love him. Well, <laughs> alas, Robin Sachs, I feel that your character deserved more time, more time on screen. Absolutely. And I'm sorry you didn't get it, and I'm sorry that yeah. I've not really felt like I gave you what you deserved in this name that money character because you deserve a lot. Absolutely. He's good. Rest oh, in peace. He's good. Listen, we yeah. are 45 minutes yeah. in, and yeah. uh, Giles is not even a demon yeah. yet. All right, let's get to it. Let's get to it. Okay. <laughs> what are we doing? Okay, we're moving on. So, yeah, so my question was, uh, G- did you really think that Ethan had slipped poison to Giles in that moment when he told him that? A million percent. Yeah. A million percent. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. I've just sort of a note, a note written down. 
Ethan is underrated. Dash, hope he comes back. <laughs> Devastating. <laughs> Devastating. Sorry. Yeah. You know what? Like, Ethan would always he be would. welcome back. I, can't, like, I don't know what happened. I don't yeah. know whether there was a reason why he didn't come back. Yeah. Mm. It's interesting. I guess yeah. maybe they just felt like the, yeah. the story just moved away from him. Yeah. 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 They're done with Ripper. Yeah. Um, I, I was convinced he had been poisoned. Yeah. yeah. But instead. There's a nice little nod to it. So it yeah. prepares you for Yeah. Instead. Giles is a demon, guys. Yeah, Giles is a demon. I do love just the context that Giles is having a pint with his old friend who's now his enemy who would yep. totally kill him and has tried to kill yep. him multiple times. And so just like the scenario of being in a pub, having a pint with someone who then tells you that they've poisoned you but is joking but like could have easily not been And probably joking. did slip and him a potion, let's funny. be honest, because that seems... Well, yeah, and slipped him a potion but did something else. It's it's a really the funny situation. The whole thing situation. is very funny. Like, it's just it's very really funny. funny. Um, yeah. Also just junk Giles letting loose. You know, it's a cool context for Giles to be like having a pint, bitching and whining to his, again, his friend is now his enemy because like he's always watcher with the Scooby gang, you know, he's kind of in this like adult position around them. I really enjoyed drunk Giles too, where he's like, you know what really gets to me? What really gets to me? Is- <laughs> it's great. Anthony Stewart had acting drunk. So good. He had... He had yeah. some good lines. Yeah, that was some great stuff. Yeah. Um, so you can you can do an impression of uh, Giles when he's drunk. Can you do an impression of Giles when he's a demon? <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> Thanks. I, I thought I was setting you up to fail there. That was really quite good. Wow. It was a very specific language, that PRL language, it I It is. Yeah. You've said this episode a few times, I think. <laughs> I am really glad that for the most part we just get normal British Giles Same. voice. Yeah, it would have got in real the old. It got old real quick. But yeah, um, yeah. I uh, I love that Spike instantly knew who Giles was too. Like you know he goes to see Xander and Xander's all like <laughs> get back demon, and then like he's like oh and Spike's just like Giles. Even just um, even just like Giles as a Fiaral demon trying to wake up Xander and us not knowing that Xander's hearing Fiaral demon yes. voice yet, and he's yes. like, what is he, he? And he's like wrapped what in a blanket, <laughs> leaning over Xander and just like, oh, you know, I'm just gonna don't be alarmed. I look like I look like a demon, but and he's like, you're still in bed. I know, in bed. like just, just all of this Giles, Giles puttering Giles around as a under a blanket as a Fiaral yes. demon. It's really, really good. Stuff. Also, also, Mabel, if you want to talk about vampires who can suddenly speak languages, so Spike can just suddenly, <laughs> he's fluent in Fiaral? And presumably, Fiar- like, here's what I think happened. Like, because Fiaral is clearly a bit of an obscure demon in that Giles has never yeah. even heard of it, you know? Like, he doesn't even know what a mm-hmm. Fiaral demon is. But Spike is somehow fluent. So I reckon Spike, somewhere along the line, had like, like a gambling buddy. Was a fiaral was a fiaral demon. Demon. Okay, sure, you sure. know, and just like picked it up. Over and so, poker. just quickly then on the fiaral language, how is there a word even for serviceable in fiaral? I how know, does that translate? You know, like we know with languages, uh, yeah. you know, where sometimes there isn't an a, 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 a 
a direct, direct translation. You know, there's some words when you you know speak to someone in Japanese where they just immediately instantly say an American or an English word because there is no direct translation to that Japanese yep. word or whatever. But somehow, yeah, in the Fiaral language where they're like, "Me want to smash, me smash now," that suddenly there's a word for serviceable. Just put it out there. Yeah. Not sure that tracks. Yeah, look, I reckon, I reckon there are definitely some linguists that watch the episode that are like, yeah. nah, nah. Um, I did really enjoy that. Spike's bargaining skills, though, too, where he's like, um, <laughs> it's going to have to be a lot more than that. $200 <laughs> instead of $100. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Also, Spike already being at the cemetery with a measuring tape, <laughs> pulling it out against a crypt wall. <laughs> I thought, I was expecting Spike to be in the <laughs> demon lair. I thought Spike had already killed the demon and was going to steal his, oh. that was going to be his new, his new hangout spot uh-huh, there. Uh-huh. But, uh, what is he measuring it for? <laughs> like, what is he, does he have specific furniture yeah, in no, mind? Like, no what is he doing? Honestly, it is hilarious. And is it like, like Spike hasn't been around for a long time? Like he hasn't been in and out of crypts? Like what is, is it that hard to find a place to just sleep? I guess so. So then- I really felt for Giles when he decides to try and find Ethan rather than go to Buffy. Because it makes more sense to go to Buffy and ask Buffy's help. But he just was already so embarrassed. And I know. He didn't embarrass himself in front of Buffy any more than he already had. I know. It is sad. Yeah. And I like when, like, it's clearly, you know, a choice to make a fun episode. Totally, totally. But I think it it tracks. It actually tracks for how he's feeling. Yeah. Yeah. This is what works. This is what's, uh, you know, I feel like I've been very negative about this episode so far, but this is what works about this episode, right? Things like that, where it's like a decision that the character makes actually tracks that does track and in fact going yeah. back you know like you can yeah. you can see why Buffy could be gushing about Walsh you can see how she could have like actually just forgotten that Giles didn't know about Riley you know like yeah. all of those things actually yeah. quite track quite well so you don't have to um, suspend much disbelief in order to feel like this goes yeah yeah That's right. yeah you just get to sit back and enjoy the dialogue and enjoy Giles as a feral <laughs> demon yeah um also, I love Anya. Have I mentioned that? <laughs> I, it is insane to me. Thinking back on her first episode that she's still kicking yeah. around. And God knows how long she's going to be hanging <laughs> around knows? for. I mean, you two do. But Who I knows? certainly don't. I know. Are you, is, she, is she warming on you though, right? Oh, oh, beyond. Yeah. Like, it's so funny. Because, like, like, I remember yeah. you talking about her in those first early episodes, and I was like, oh, yep. Chris, you just don't know how funny she's going to be. She's going to be a I breath of fresh air. Breath of fresh air. Like, honestly. <laughs> so, so Xander goes and gets Buffy, and they're, like, researching at Giles's place, and then Riley shows up, and he's like, what have you got? And and, she, and Buffy's all like, you know, we've got stuff, pictures. And Anya's like, we have nothing. <laughs> <laughs> she's just so honest she's that like brutal honesty that Cordy brings you know that same kind of yeah. brutal honesty oh yeah it was funny I was I was looking through because I've, I've kind of stopped but at the start I was trying to keep track of all the like hot takes that Chris would make throughout the podcast oh, yes. as we were doing them and I was looking over an old note where oh. where, you, where you were saying like Cordelia would be with us until like season oh, 6 oh yes and then obviously that yeah. hasn't happened oh. but it just like you know we've got yeah. Anya now. Yeah. I mean she's still with us in a different yeah. form season 6 well, yeah, and join us on our Patreon. To, <laughs> yeah, 
to hear us talk yeah. about Cordy there. I um. Yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll mention it now because I'm worried I won't. Me- I'll forget about it in a couple of episodes time. Yep. But we're four episodes away. Episode four, season six. No, se- season four, episode sixteen mm-hmm. is halfway through Buffy. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I think how many how many years it's taken us already? It's taken us so long. <laughs> Fuck. Times two, and we're gonna be doing Angel at the same time. <gasps> we're gonna be yeah. doing this until Mary goes to school. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so in the space of us starting this podcast, by the time it finishes, I will have met my my life partner, um, uh, moved, bought a house with him, moved into that house, um, uh, gotten pregnant, had a baby, and that baby will have gone to school. <laughs> it was funny as well, because I remember when we first started doing this podcast and we were planning like the rate at which we yes. would do it and when we would finish and talking about what we would do with Angel. And then we were projecting that it would be done relatively quicker to yeah. what we have done. And so what we were, we're like, oh, next? hopefully the Buffy yes. reboot will be around by the oh. time we finish. <laughs> and look, that's still a hope. That, that, and that, that hope is still on the cards. <laughs> It is very much still in the cards. But we were like, oh, we'll need something because we'll run so out of quickly. so quickly. Oh, my God. Anyway, speaking oh. of which, we have to finish this episode. Yeah. We do. Yeah, let's Spike do is driving Giles around and he doesn't know whether he's driving this thing or wearing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this looks like Spike's car. No, no, it's Giles' car. I know, but it looks like it's Spike's car. It doesn't look anything like Spike's car. Spike's got this, like, car. Kingswood type black car yeah. that's like got a I mentioned this because there's above Spike's left like shoulder yeah it's what looks like there's like, a, there's like some black tape which would have been like the garbage bags or whatever he had taped on there last time oh. I'm, I, maybe maybe the interior was the same maybe the interior is what I'm talking about not the exterior maybe the yeah. interior yeah. shots yeah, yeah, were yeah. the same car yeah that's possible yeah well yeah that is possible it is a real yeah, shit box. The Citron. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, my oh, God. the Citron. <laughs> um, yeah, and then we get the uh, word for serviceable. Fiara word for serviceable. And then can we just talk about the joy, the absolute joy mm. in Giles's eyes when he <laughs> goes to scare Walsh. He's just like... <laughs> like, you cut to his face and he's got this big grin on his face. How did he make a Fiara demon makeup grin that well? <laughs> oh, it's so fucking funny and just because the line leading into it you know he's like I'm still yes. human I've got a conscience I'm a good blah 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 and he's like stop hold on car. just just pause for a moment stop the car runs out does his and thing and then he pops back in and he's like okay, okay let's okay. go you know yeah. it's great it's a great <laughs> it's moment so funny. And then I also really loved that when they're doing the research, they figure out that it's a fiaral demon. And we discover that the, the bullshit thing that Swipe was saying in the car about the poisonous yeah. mucus was real. Yeah. <laughs> what a superpower. Yeah. That was good. Um, yep, and then we get... Oh, it's just another quote. Never mind. No! <laughs> <laughs> Is it, oh, is like, it can I guess what it is? Yeah, go on. Is it the tail? Oh, yeah, I wrote that one down too. No. That's what I was thinking too. <laughs> but no, before that, um, Buffy says, <laughs> why would a demon steal a car? And then Anya says, why would a demon steal that car? <laughs> yeah. 
was good. I'm sorry the I asked. Go Buffy. The tail, the yeah, tail, yeah, the tail is, better. is better. I wrote that one down too. Um, <laughs> you've picked up a tail. Yeah, it's just a little one. It hurts when I sit. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> um, I mean, go we're being Buffy. <laughs> figuring it all out. I like the way she pieces all together. Like that, you know. So we missed that Willow had a conversation with Buffy about the fact that she had been doing a spell and had gone all awry and lied about catching up with Tara. By the way, keeping that a secret mm. um, from everybody. Um, and so then Buffy's like, oh, there was, a, there was like dark magics happening and then the, de- the demon doesn't usually do this kind of thing. So maybe someone's controlling the demon. I was very impressed with the way she put all that together. It's really satisfying. And this is again in line with um, back in Hush. I remember I was saying about how when Riley finally sees Buffy in action and discovers, he doesn't know who the, slay- like what yes. the Slayer is yet, but he like discovers Buffy's identity. And I was talking about how glad I was that Buffy like kicked butt yes. and did like, and that could impress Riley yes. in that moment. And I felt the same in this episode. Cause She's you know, just ass. like she was at the yeah. top of her game and Riley got to see any yes, comments on does. it later. It's, and I was just it's, really glad yeah. that he gets to see her at her best. Yeah. You know, because not every mission, not every mission is, is like this for Buffy. For Buffy. No, no. <laughs> um, and then I also wrote, "I'm so sorry. This is it. This is where we are." When like Spike, <laughs> when, when Spike's like, "How you feeling, mate?" And he's like, "Like snapping next till everyone's dead." <laughs> it's good. It's funny. It is quite. You're just mixing together this poetry with some absolute <laughs> nothing lines. <laughs> I just wrote down every line that made me giggle. (laughs) Um, So suddenly Spike is so unafraid of the military that he's willing to let them chase him so Giles can escape. For For 200 bucks. 200 bucks, baby. 200 bucks. He wants to move out. He wants that crypt. Technically, Giles did did offer him more money to get chased. True. So, you know, it's going to be more than 200. So Giles' Mm -hmm. shoulder rolls out of the car. Mm -hmm. Do you reckon yeah. that was Giles no. doing that? Or do you reckon they put someone else in all the makeup just to make them shoulder roll out of a car? Yep. Definitely. I it's reckon that he, I reckon, too dangerous to stunt. he did it himself. I, I would almost guarantee you. I know it's dangerous, you. but I, who has the time to do all that makeup again? Like, who has, hours and hours and hours of Who makeup. has the time to replace a lead actor in a show if they get hurt mm. doing a stunt like that? I can guarantee you that the risk assessment that they did on that was that he was not to do that stunt. I would almost guarantee yeah. it. They might have done the makeup yeah. sloppier. You don't you know? need like much may, like, to it would have been easy. You know, you would. They probably did. Like they would have done out of a car. shot of actual Giles going like that out of the car, and then you cut to the person rolling. Yeah. They would have done a much less intense makeup on that person. I'm going to rewatch it. All right. I will almost yeah. please keep going. I'll almost you know. guarantee you that it is not Giles. <laughs> I just can't see how any production, you know manager would look at the risk assessment on that and go oh yeah let's just have Giles shoulder roll out of a moving car no way Mm. there's just no way and so yeah so Giles so Giles oh that's right they went and talked to the waitress who had been there the night before and got Ethan's number or Ethan like forced his number on her and she remembered the matchbook that he had written on so Giles knows where to go so he goes chasing after Ethan um and Buffy has figured out where he is because of Riley having the connections, the mad connections. I enjoyed this little moment where, you know, Riley's like, oh, oh, my orders are uh, that when I find out where he is, you, you can't come too. And Buffy's like, oh, okay. And then just like completely ignores him. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, I can confirm that it's definitely not yeah. Giles jumping out of that car. Yeah. There's no fucking yeah. way. <laughs> so he's not wearing the full makeup either. So he's not... There's like a little... So he's basically wearing a jumper with all the detailing on it. Ah. Yeah. Hands are free. Yep. Uh, and there's like a little helmet thing with some horns on there. But like you can just tell it's a stunt. Man. Look, like the, way, the fall is way too graceful. It, he's, and yeah. it just goes to show that like... In a quick moment like that, you you can get away with not doing much in terms of makeup, you know, yeah. and, and get away with things that don't look real. Hold the phone. He's wearing bloody elbow pads. Is he? I think he's wearing elbow pads. <laughs> Amazing. <this>. Amazing. <laughs> he's wearing elbow pads. We're going to we're gonna have to screen think, record this moment and share like it on also, our socials, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I think we might. I think we might have to. It's so quick, though. But also, like, because, like, back then... They also wouldn't have been anticipating like a HD no, definitely rewind, not. Yeah. right? So like, you why would you bother? That's the thing. Yeah. Like, like, why why would you want anyone yeah. to not the wear elbow pads? The most you're getting like, why is would a DVD you... release. Like, that's it. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I did like all the little, um, as much as I love Buffy being mm-hmm. pink Buffy for this whole thing, taking charge and solving everything, mm-hmm. it is nice getting the little nods of like where Riley can help like she breaks into the magic shop and he's like you shouldn't do that she's like i'm gonna do whatever it takes and he's like no yeah, i have a master good. key to everything in the town. Yeah. <laughs> and then just calling yes. for the hotel stuff and um, handy. so they um all all converge on ethan um i could i feel like i could instantly see giles looking relieved when buffy shows up at ethan's before she starts wailing on him and he goes all fiaral there's like this moment where he looks at her and he's like oh she's here you know and then and i think kudos to him that he managed mm. to make that happen with all that makeup on but yeah it was a nice little moment but and then she For stabs sure. him but thankfully the letter opener that she stole was mm. not real silver <laughs> Fucking close, close call. call. Fucking Also, thank God it wasn't a real Fiaral demon because she definitely did not have silver with her. Could not have killed him. Mm. Might have been in trouble. Um, Actually, so why did, why did Giles go back to himself? So they forced Ethan to do the spell. Ethan. We missed that oh, bit, but they forced Ethan okay. to do okay. a spell too. Understood. Yeah. Because then she's talking about, like, thank God I didn't let Giles kill Ethan, otherwise I never would have gotten him back. And Riley's like, you would have found a way because you're the best. Yeah. I think you're hot. Yeah. And then Giles is dressed as Ethan because <laughs> he ran out of clothes. And it's great stuff. And then we get this yeah. little scene with Riley and Buffy where he's all like, you're like Spider-Man strong. And she's like, I'm not sticky, though. Which is <laughs> weird. And I like yeah. I like this. So I really relate to this because I so I've been in roles where I've been like the Spider Man. No, the where oh. he's like you like make the plan, you execute the plan. Like I really like relate to the desire of that because I have been in roles where I've been that person where I make the plan and execute the plan, and I find that I am struggling these days because I am not that person anymore, and I find that really hard. So I definitely just want to be Buffy. That's all. Yeah. And that's always, always been, been true, true. and it always will be part. true. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just isolate that part. I just want to be Buffy. I just want to be Buffy. I think that's really the, <laughs> that's the, crux the driving of force of the podcast. In a way. <laughs> that is why this podcast exists, because Megan yeah. wants to be Buffy. Wants to be Buffy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I enjoyed Giles' burn with the phone, where he's just like, yes, they're magical. You plug them in and then people, you know, ring you and tell you important information that's how they work that was good it was good it was good dad burn 
And then we get the final condescending yeah. asshole Walsh scene where she's all like, oh, Lord, spare me college boys in love. She's such a wanker. I mean, he does say, and she is the truest soul I've ever known. But she is. <laughs> <laughs> What's a true I soul? Know. I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. But also, she's a douche. And then we end on 314 is real. 314 is a real place and we don't know what's yeah. inside it. And I like, because Giles and Buffy on the couch, we get the nice moment where Giles is sort of, you know, now he's up to speed on where things are going and he's totally um, on board with her dating Riley and stuff. But it's like, keep your eyes open. Yeah, we don't you know. know we don't know anything about are. the initiative still. And then we end the episode on the 314 mm. thing and we've got We're realizing that things... happening. But Chris didn't know what 314 yeah. was. He so didn't he didn't care, care he didn't about care. the door. Um, so just a little tidbit before we go to the death count. None, by the way. Death count, none. Nobody dies. True. Got to be one of the only episodes of Buffy where nobody dies. Huh. Yeah. Maybe The Wish, because technically nobody died in the actual dimension. But But even then, you gave us a list. So, um, producer Douglas Petrie mentioned the reason for this episode. Uh, We felt that Giles was a little bit undeserved, underserved at this point in the season and wanted to give him something to be doing. Mm -hmm. Plus, it's always fun to have Ethan back back in the mix. Really, this is Giles' midlife crisis episode. Mm -hmm. It was the first time we got to deal with a metaphor that was that adult, not teen-oriented at all, and quite a bit fun. Hmm. There were a couple of ideas kicked around. They talked about a portal, about making him become younger or then become older, or kind of recapturing his youth by becoming, I don't think seriously, um, but I know Jane Espenson was kicking around the idea of getting teenage actors to play teenage versions of Giles and Ethan and to have young Ethan try to seduce Buffy. Ooh, that would have been awful. That was an intriguing idea. No, it wasn't, Douglas. But ultimately we went with the pretty straight-on metaphor of his questioning himself in the middle of his life and him turning into a monster. It was great. Good choice. I love it. So, yeah, that is the end of the episode. Oh, my God. Also, I'm just reading the goose of this episode. So to make that scene even worse, when Giles is dusting that bookcase and he pulls down the book to read something on it, the pages of the book are blank. They just put zero <laughs> effort into that <laughs> Zero effort. Oh, yeah. my God. That is lol. Well. So <laughs> I don't know if I've left you any, but Chris, tell us what your favourite quote is. Well, we, we talked about it earlier. <laughs> and, but no one said it out loud, so I'll do it. <laughs> Walsh, sitting down with Buffy. We thought you were a myth. Says, we thought you were a myth. Well, you were mistaken. <laughs> Perfect. Is this so Buffy? I'm, I'm glad you chose it. I mean, I, I wrote it down is... going, I'm going to steal this from Megan. It's going to be Megan's it quote, is, and I'm going to steal it right out from my it mouth. It is the most I think that that's why I didn't choose it, because episode. it was just like, I know it so yeah. well, and I've seen it so many times, that for me, it was just like, I, you know, right. I almost couldn't, yeah, choose it. What about you, Mabel? Yeah. What are you going with? Um... I am taking it from fucking uh, Giles drunken Excellent. at the pub talking Excellent. to Ethan Rain. And, and he's all upset about becoming irrelevant. And he has this line where he's like, Maggie Walsh and her Nancy Ninja boys come in and six months later, they're pissing in fear. They never even noticed me. <laughs> uh, mine, as we know, is a spike quote. 
And it is when he's moving out of the basement and goes to take Xander's radio. And radio's and Xander's like, that's my radio. And Spike is like, and you're what? Shocked and disappointed? I'm evil. <laughs> <laughs> that line reading is amazing. I'm evil. <laughs> I'm not sure that's what Spike sounds like, but I like your uh, your take of the character. Uh, So what won the episode for you, Chris? I'm bouncing between two. Mm. Um, But I'm just going to go with Ethan starting his villain monologue. And then being interrupted, which just so rarely happens, and it just—it was just really a perfect like, hey, what'd you, what'd you say? Oh no, oh, you caught me! Yeah, it's just a really perfect little back and forth. It is a classic so funny moment. I, I was gonna go for that. I was, it's it's one of the it's one of the best moments, definitely. Yeah. I think I'm like. It's just a delightful yeah. episode. I know we've like torn yeah. a lot of it to shreds, but watching it, like just what, like talking about it, you can pick it apart a bit. But like watching it is nothing joy. but joy. I think like it's just yeah. really good. Um, so I'm just gonna choose another one of those little funny bits from it that I loved, um, which is Giles waking up Xander as a feral demon. <laughs> yeah, good moment. Yeah. <laughs> like that was a really good scene and just yeah his whole Giles voice as Feral Demon wrapped in a blanket coming to try and gently wake up Xander is what wins it look in a similar vein I'm just gonna give it to Giles as a Feral Demon like it's so good the makeup was Mm. good he acted it so well like it was just so good like the mouth movements that he made when he was speaking Feral like I just and and the the way he moved the body was just so funny. It was funny. It was really good. And I just yeah, Giles is a feral demon and just like seeing Anthony Stewart head in all of that makeup, so good. Great stuff. Yeah. 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 That's it. I just want to end this episode by apologising because I was really tired and I feel like I kind of just like just took us off on so many tangents and lost my way in the middle. I think there. we're all a bit guilty there. Anyway. Yeah. It's all of us. Also, I'm not sure if it's that much worse than usual. We are pretty, pretty bad, bad in general. Correct. Now it's ten. Not so bad. Not so bad. I will say though, I think, I think, Mabel and I are gonna encourage you, Megan, to start a spin-off podcast, the, a second spin-off <laughs> podcast where you just read quotes, you just read list quotes for every episode. It'll be like and, I, a, and I do them in voices. <laughs> Yes, yes. It'll be like a ca- companion piece to the normal episode. Uh, maybe I should do quotes. some recordings for the Patreoners. <laughs> We've been thinking about like Patreon yeah. content, right? We Patreon. just need Megan's quotes. Maybe just read the entire script, even. I could, maybe just reread. I could do a oh, script read. a dramatic reading. Holy shit, Megan's dramatic script reading. I'm not going to do that for all episodes, that but is I content. promise to deliver that for at least one episode for the patrons. Yeah. Okay. That's okay, yeah. great. That'll happen. Oh. Great. Oh, wow. That's happening. We're on. That is happening. And then, and then we just do an episode where Chris hasn't watched the actual episode. He's only <laughs> listened to Megan's dramatic reading. Amazing. <laughs> I feel like you're oh, no. joking, but that's got to happen. <laughs> and you have to try to figure out who is speaking yeah. based on the voice that I do. Based on your little voices. 
I'm not going to say, oh. and now such and such speaks. I'm just going to do the voices. <laughs> my cheeks are hurting yep. from smiling so much. That's so good. I've got <laughs> such a big grin on my face. I want it to be like a like a video recording yeah, yeah. of you doing a dramatic reading, yeah. and you put you put on like little like costume tokens oh, for like yeah. the different characters you are. Like you put on a hat. Guys, I am ones. legit <laughs> promising now that I'm going to make that happen. Okay. I'm going to make that right. happen for the patrons. That is a legit promise. Oh. You heard it here. You can use some of Miri's yes. toys as, as like, you know. I have these little finger like puppets someone... for when I read the Gruffalo to her. Maybe I could use the finger puppets. No, I'm Or maybe I could make Buffy we're, finger we're... puppets. Oh, my God. And act it out in finger puppets. Where are you finding this time, Megan? <laughs> Arg. Arg. <laughs> All right. We're on to something here, guys. We're on to something. Chris, tell us where we can find you. Chris I'm a celebrant on the side. I can marry you, your friends, your family. Not to you, but uh, their loved ones. Their significant other. Good clarification. Good clarification. He will only do lawful weddings. He cannot marry you to your sister. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Just going to need to be clear. Uh, uh, yeah when you don't find me here you can find me on the other podcast I do which is Sex Ed and Chill on all and the you can find me at my new website Megan's Dramatic Script Readings of Buffy <laughs> <laughs> but when I'm not there you can find us at Buffy Strayer on all the things Buffy Strayer <laughs> yeah uh, alright thanks guys Oh yeah, bye. bye.